This is really coming. But to those that are in Christ, the future doesn't have to be scary. Why? Because the Bible says, your redemption draweth nigh. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Today on In Grace, we are going to be talking about Bible prophecy, the end times, and Armageddon's dawn. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about the prophecies that have already been fulfilled. Yesterday, we talked about the Bible's incredible prophecies of the rise and fall of nations. We also started to talk about the different prophecies predicting Jesus, the Messiah. And today, we're going to start right off into more Messianic prophecies, Old Testament prophecies written hundreds of years before Jesus came, all pointing to the exact things that would happen to Jesus. So we know that if the Bible's prophecies of those things that have already been fulfilled were fulfilled exactly as predicted, so would be the one-third of Bible prophecy still to be fulfilled. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about yesterday's headlines. Now, I preached this message a number of years ago, so yesterday's headlines are a little different than today's headlines, but still pretty dramatic. And so uh, you'll you'll appreciate that. And then I'm going to end with talking about the great need to study Bible prophecy. Did you know a quarter of the Bible was prophetic when written? We had better be good students of Bible prophecy, and I think that's what Armageddon's Dawn will do for you. Right before we go to the series, let me let you know that Armageddon's Dawn, all 43 sermons are available on our website, ingraceradio.com. These are incredible things, that he would die between transgressors in Isaiah 53, no broken bones in Psalm 22, that his clothes would be gambled for, Zechariah 9, that he would be buried in a rich man's tomb, Isaiah 53. I mean, Again and again and again, we're given precise predictions in the scriptures that were fulfilled exactly and precisely by Jesus. And the greatest of these is the prediction in Isaiah 53 and in Psalm chapter 16 and in Job. And even in Jesus' words in the Gospels, he predicted that he would rise again. And he did. Folks, fulfilled prophecies are a tremendous proof that this is God's word. And the predictions that are yet to be fulfilled, about a quarter of the Bible, were predictions. And about a third of them are yet to be fulfilled. So if the the predictions, which take up a quarter of the Bible, uh, Jesus himself said over 20 times that he's gonna come again, okay? He was predicting his return, Most Christians believe in a return of Jesus. Now, there's a lot of debate about exactly when he'll return. We have our view at Quentin Road Baptist Church. It's the right view. (laughs) But I'm not going to squabble over some of those details. But I'm going to show you why I believe that and why it's important for us to believe in an imminent return of Christ, that he can come at any moment, at any time. I, I grew up that way. I love the, the idea that it, Jesus could come today. Why? Because that, mean, that means I better be ready. You ever remember mom and dad left you at home and they gave you a task and they, they told you that make sure you're done before I get home? You remember that? Every, we all remember that, right? Just think back to that. 
And now some of you just right away, you know, I'm just going to get that done, clean my room, clean the kitchen, whatever it is. And you did it and good for you. But you're not like me, okay? Because we're always, you know, I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to do this. And, uh, but you know what? I know for sure they're coming back. And I know for sure I had better have it done what they told me to do. Now, I might be rushing to clean my room as I hear the garage door opening. <laughs> Thank God for garage doors that were loud, you know? It's, it's a terrible thing if the, if the garage door ever became quiet. And I think they have those now, right? Gee, Mani, that's terrible. You need, you need an, an advanced warning. You know how fast you can clean a room? <laughs> because the fact that you knew they were coming back kept you alert and aware and busy to do what you were tasked to do. And if we don't have an a belief in an imminent return of Christ, in other words, he could come at any moment, then we lose that. And other views of when Jesus is coming, we call them pre-tribulational, mid-tribulational, post-tribulational, and then there's other, other views. We're going to explain all that, what all that means, but why we hold to a pre-tribulational view of the return of Jesus for his church, okay? And then a pre-millennial view of when he will return for uh, the battle of Armageddon and for the millennium. So we're going to explain all that, but these are important things that matter today because we know Jesus is coming again. He said it. He was going to come back. So we recognize that, don't we? we? We see that in Scripture, and it does matter of how we live our life. Now let's go back to that prophecy chart real quick, and let's just go over some of the details of this, of this chart. We are in what's called the church age. The church age is a time in which it's kind of a parenthesis in the calendar of God. We know the start date would have been Pentecost or the beginning of the church, and we don't know the end date. We know the, we know the end of the church age is the rapture. Okay, here's the rapture of the church, and we know that is the, the end of the church age. So we don't know when the rapture is, but it could be at any time. We'll explain the rapture. It's the coming of the Lord, the Lord Jesus, in the air at the rapture. And then we have a couple things that are going to happen in heaven for the, the believer. We're going to have what's called the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb while the tribulation is happening on the earth. Now, what's the tribulation? It's a seven-year period divided into three and a half years, so divided in half, of the, the tribulation and the great tribulation. What's going to mark the middle of that tribulation and the great tribulation? This guy, the Antichrist, is going to break a seven-year peace treaty. By the way, that's how you know when the tribulation starts. Somebody finally achieves peace in the Middle East. Every president that I've ever known when I've been alive, great presidents, terrible presidents, all have worked toward peace in Israel, the, the Israeli-Palestinian problem. They've all worked toward it. They've all failed miserably. One person, I'm not saying a U.S. president, but somebody, we don't know who. By the way, if you think you know who it is, you're wrong, okay? I'm just gonna tell you that. If you're predicting who it is and if you're predicting some date of the rapture and all that, you're wrong, okay? So don't do that, don't do that. But we know what he's gonna be like. We know he's gonna consolidate uh, the power from all these different uh, governments into one government. 
And there's been a push for that, globalism, and, and we have a president right now that's pushing back against that, but our next president's gonna want that, and, and we're not gonna have all the borders and things that we, we have today, and that's another thing people are pushing. Consolidation of government, consolidation of monetary systems, and by the way, we're seeing that today too, aren't we? We're gonna, we're gonna see a one-world currency, a one-world government, and a one-world religion. You're going to see a consolidation of all religions. And you're, you're hearing that preached today, that there's many different ways to God. You know, you have your way, I have my way, and everyone's okay, everyone's right. That's wrong. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one way. And it's through Jesus, the Son of God, who died for you on a cross and rose again. That's the only way you're going to heaven. But this Antichrist is going to merge all of these things and you're going to see a consolidation of these things even today, but ultimately during this tribulation. It's going to be some of the worst uh, calamities coming upon the earth because God is going to give these, these judgments on the earth. There's a series of seal judgment, trumpet judgments, and bowl judgments. And these judgments are going to be poured out on this planet. And it's going to be a horrible horrible time that God is finally putting an end to sin and rebellion. The ultimate rebellion is the battle of Armageddon that takes place right here at the end of the tribulation. And then Jesus returns. We call that the, the glorious return or the second coming of Jesus. The rapture is not the second coming of Jesus. Right before the battle of Armageddon is the second coming of Jesus. Why is the rapture not the second coming? Because he doesn't come to the earth. Jesus gathers us in the clouds. He came the first time in Bethlehem. He left the earth at the Mount of Olives, the ascension, right after the resurrection. He's coming back to that exact place that he left on the Mount of Olives. That's the second coming. And then we have the devil bound for a thousand years. There's a whole point to that, this millennial reign or kingdom reign where the lion and the lamb will lie down together. And then there's a final rebellion against God and there's a great white throne judgment not to determine heaven or hell, but to determine hell, degrees of hell, most likely, and then an eternal doom like a fire and a new heaven and a new earth will come down. All of this is in the future of our planet and it's all very, very frightening. But if you're prepared, you won't be scared. But we see the clouds gathering. We see the, 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 the sky getting dark. We have worldwide serious problems. We have unchecked and rampant immorality, and it's getting worse. We have heinous crimes that are escalating. People are worshiping anything but the one true God. Yesterday's news, I just pulled a couple headlines. I didn't have to dig. These were just right there. Um, Yo-Yo Ma, by the way, I, I love uh, the, the cello. I love his playing. Uh, I love even Johann Sebastian Bach music. It's, it's peaceful, it's wonderful. But he's, he wants to, the headline is, Yo-Yo Ma wants Bach to save the world. And that's a wonderful sentiment, but Bach nor any music nor any person is gonna save the world. And, you know, he's trying hard. He's putting on a series of concerts in 36 cities, six continents, uh, performing, and then calling for a day of action, different things like that. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's not going to save the world, okay? Uh, tsunami hits Indonesia. Now, when I read the story yesterday, it was 300 dead 
But today I woke up and it said 800 dead and climbing. This is yesterday's news, folks. These are things that are happening today. And you say, well, our earthquake's a sign of the times. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Our earthquakes today, are they increasing? And if so, are they a sign of the time? If you want to learn more about the Bible's end time prophecies, In Grace and Pastor Jim Scudder have great resources that will help you. First, we have a large prophecy chart that we will send you absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, you'll also receive our eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, filmed in Israel. This series will give you a visual experience that will transport you to the very places mentioned in Revelation. We also would like to send you Pastor Jim's entire 43-sermon audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, on CD or MP3 for gifts of $30. Don't miss out on this opportunity to enrich your understanding of biblical prophecy. Contact In Grace today at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Get your free prophecy chart and unlock the secrets of the end times today. The next story, North Korea says no way it will disarm nuclear weapons if it can't trust the United States. Well, you know what? We have North Korea, we have Iran, we have other nations that we're worried about that are developing nuclear weapons and they're rogue nations. They, they don't have stability and those nuclear weapons can do great harm to the planet. We, we are so close to getting into nuclear war. These things bother our world and they should. We live in a very unstable world. Uh, the next one, diplomats evacuated from U.S. consulate in Iraq because Iranian-backed violence. Iran is another problem. I Iraq is another issue that just never seems to stabilize and settle down. And uh, we have problems everywhere that we look in this world. Uh, then we have problems within a religion. The Pope calls for prayers to protect the church from attacks by the devil. And uh, a call from the Pope that what he says are attacks by the devil in his latest response to the clerical sex abuse and cover-up scandal. So we have all of these things in our news. We find a lot of problems in our world. That was yesterday. You open up today's headlines, they're going to be similar. Tomorrow's headlines are going to be similar. In other words, this is really coming. But to those that are in Christ, the future doesn't have to be scary. Why? Because the Bible says, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to come to pass, look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Now that's a, a verse given to Israel that had come to faith in Jesus as Messiah during the tribulation. They will look upon him whom they have pierced. But it's also a verse that gives me comfort because our redemption is drawing nigh. The worse the world gets, the darker the skies grow, the closer we get to the dawn of Armageddon, the more I realize that Jesus' return is a lot closer than it was yesterday. When I was a kid, I was so excited about the return of Christ, we literally thought it could happen any moment. We actually did rapture practice. You ever done rapture practice? I mean, we were excited about the return of the Lord. And you say, well, he hasn't come. Where's the return of the Lord? We're not seeing prophecy conferences as much anymore. People aren't talking about prophecy. We still talk about prophecy. Why? Because it's in the Bible. And it makes a difference in life. It makes us more prepared. It makes us more excited. And I know for sure that he's closer today than he was when I was a kid. A lot closer. It's wonderful to think that he could come back at any moment. 
Many Christians barely can attend church once a week. You're very proud of yourself if you attend once a week. And if you attend here once a week, I'm glad you're here. I really am. And I'm happy for that. Just keep coming once a week, and I'm not upset at you at all. But the Bible does say in Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We have other services during the week. We have a different service in the evening. Midweek we have a service. We have all sorts of things happening. Come. Why? Because it says so much more as you see the day approaching. I think we should be having more church instead of less church. Some of you can't, and I understand that for various reasons with jobs or, or distance or driving at night or whatever. That, I understand that. But I, what I'm trying to say is think about how you can be more effective for Christ. How can you be more prepared? There's a great need to study Bible prophecy. We shouldn't be intimidated by the study of the end times. If Revelation mystifies you and scares you, stay tuned because we're going to figure it out together. We're going to go through it, we're going to understand it, and we're going to see how it sheds light, incredible light, on the future. In 1 Thessalonians 4.13, we're told to not be ignorant, brethren. Don't be ignorant concerning them which are asleep. This is referring to the rapture, that sorrow not even as others that have no hope. Continue to read that passage and you'll read about the rapture. But it starts by saying, don't be ignorant. We need to study end time Bible prophecy. And then our last verses today, 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 through 9. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. My friends, there is an eternity that will separate you from a perfect and holy God. There is a place called the eternal lake of fire. I wish that weren't in the Bible. I wish it weren't in the Bible, but it is. We have this, this hand reaching up from flames. Think about that for a moment. That is the person, it says, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. How can you know God? Well, it says that this vengeance of the Lord will be upon that obey not the gospel. What is obeying the gospel? The gospel is an invitation to be saved from that. It's an invitation to be saved from hellfire. Obeying the gospel is accepting the, the message of salvation, accepting Jesus as your Savior. It's as if he wants to reach down and grab you and pluck you out of there. But you have to do it in this life. You have to obey the gospel. If you don't, the vengeance of God will come upon you. It's not because he hates you, he loves you, but he has to eventually put down rebellion and put down sin. And that's what we see in the tribulation. That's what we see in the final battle after the millennium. God is finally saying rebellion and sin has caused enough hurt and pain and sorrow. We're going to put that away. He's provided a way for everyone to be saved, but you have to receive that as a gift. You have to accept that as a gift. All of us have sin. We've fallen short of the glory of God. That sin, our sin, separates us from God. 
And our destination, if we die in our sins, is that eternal lake of fire. But Jesus, who knew no sin, was made sin for us. This is 2 Corinthians 5.21. God hath made him Christ who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. If you are as righteous as God, you wouldn't have anything separating you from God. But you have to receive that as a gift. You have to put your faith in him. And when you do, you have eternal life. You are prepared for the rapture. You are prepared for not uh, spending eternity in hell. You will go to heaven. You say, well, then why should we live for Christ? Why should we do good things? Why should we be good people? It's because we are children of God. We should be doing what he wants us to do because we love him, because of what he's done for us. We should serve him. But that doesn't help us stay saved. It doesn't keep us safe. It doesn't get us saved. It's because of our salvation that we want to please him and serve him and live our lives for him. But our works have nothing to do with our salvation. It's by his grace that you're saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's the gospel. You have to obey the gospel. How do you do that? By believing Jesus died for you on a cross and rose again by trusting in him. The Bible says you have, present tense, everlasting life. You're prepared. Now live for the Lord. Live for the Lord. Why? Because he could come back at any moment and then you don't have any more time to live for him. You don't have any more time to, to earn rewards in heaven. The things that God wants to do. Think of the glorious future. Think of that throne room scene that we read about in in Revelation. Think about people casting down their crowns. Do you want to have some crowns to cast down to our great God? Think about that. Oh, what a glorious thing it'll be to be with the Lord forever and worship Him and cast our crowns before Him. Uh, it's so awesome that God has rewards for those that serve him. And, and I believe there's a special reward for those that study Bible prophecy and those that are waiting for his return. I believe the Lord is coming back soon and I think we had better be prepared. And so how do we better study Bible prophecy? Well, I think we just need to open up the Bible and see what it has to say. I have a 43-part series called Armageddon's Dawn. It's audio series and I'd love to send this to you. You can get it for $29.95 on our website or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. The website is ingraceradio.com. The number again, 1-800-78-GRACE, and the website is ingraceradio.com. We have two other resources that tie in with our prophecy series, Armageddon's Dawn. One is a free prophecy chart. Uh, all you have to do is contact us, and we'll send this to you uh, with no charge. It's a beautiful four-color prophecy chart that explains the rapture, the tribulation, uh, the return of Christ, the millennium, the great white throne judgment, and the new heavens and the new earth. This is absolutely free. Just contact us. Again, the number 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Now, the third product 
is a really good resource. This will be very helpful for those of you that want to see it. I filmed an eight-part series in Israel, in Jerusalem, and in Megiddo, which is the site of Armageddon. And this eight-part video series has other Bible prophecy teachers, Randall Price and Joel Rosenberg on there. And we would love to send this to you for your gift of any amount. Eight-part video series filmed in Israel, Armageddon's Dawn. And on the video, it has the chart, it has the different pictures and images all put together as one package. So again, for your gift of any amount, let me thank Thank you by sending you Armageddon's Dawn, the eight-part video series, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. The chart is free. Call us or go to our website to get that. And the Armageddon's Dawn 43-part audio series for your gift of $29.95 or more. Contact us today by calling or going to our website or writing to us here at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Are you ready for an end times journey of biblical proportions? Get the stunning Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart for free. Or give any amount and receive the incredible Armageddon's Dawn 8-part video series. Plus, you can order the 43-part audio preaching series. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.